Hello everybody, welcome to the Twisted Report, where we talk everything film and TV, and I also get to share with you some of my passion projects. Well, let's get down to it. Welcome to yet another episode of the Twisted Reports. I am your host, John Waiganjo. If you've been paying close attention of late, Hollywood has been drawing their content from either novels or from the mythos of ancient European cultures, that is the Norse mythology and the Celtic mythology, or in even the Greek mythos. And sometimes you find that when they conceptualized a script from a novel, they usually tone it down and dilute it and put a lot of sensation and and a lot of visual effects and graphics and sometimes you feel that the content that the original source material has been either boiled down or diluted that you feel that the immersion that the experience that the book gave you was more appealing than what the movie is presenting to you so you end up saying man i'd rather read the book but sometimes all who does justice to the source material when it comes especially to comic book source materials that is the marvel movie industry where they bring the um, the avengers the norse mythology uh, the greek mythology to life and all that they do the justice because the experiences and the stories are very compelling and they make millions out of it coming to the african continent especially in my country kenya there's always been this conversation amongst my circles and the creative circles of like hey guys what's happening with the content don't we have like good content that you can experience who is telling the african story and my question would be when you say african stories what actually do you mean are you talking about those stories that our grandmothers used to tell us to teach us that had lessons at the end or are you talking about the modern culture the modern society struggles kind of stories that is poverty hunger corruption uh, ills of the government such kind of things i personally would love as a creative to see those mythological stories of the african culture come to the film screen the kind of stories that our grandmothers used to tell us in the fireplace that, that will elicit awe and wonder and in my, the imagination of that young listener that is what i would love to see and it is not that we as the African continent don't have the source material. Yes, we have a lot of stories. For example, I would love to see the, a movie or a TV series of Mansa Musa, of which I heard is under development. Well, it's been under development for five or so years for now, so I'm not certain whether we're going to see that. But he was one of the wealthiest, let me say he was the wealthiest man on the planet at that time. And it is told that during his pilgrimage to Mecca, he had this caravan which was decked with gold, and I kid you not, gold. Or the story of Tohazie, the hunter, the red hunter, the originator of the Dagbadi tribe in Ghana, or Princess Yanenga, the, the Burkina Bay, who also has had roots deep found in the Ghanaian culture or even the story about the African Orisha. If you didn't know, we as African culture, we had our own Thor. His name is Shango. He was the god of thunder in the Orisha pantheon of West Africa and I would love to see a series or a movie made of that guy. I mean, if you read the source material, it blow your mind. Coming closer to home, Kenya. Oh my goodness. Something I would love to see and that I am personally working on is a story of how the Kikuyu and the Goomba 
assimilated and formed one single tribe. If you're wondering who the Goomba are, the Goomba are the native tribe that we as a Kikuyu found in the Central Highlands and we assimilated them into our tribe and became part of us. The Goomba were a pygmy tribe and the Kikuyus back then were tall guys back then. And this interesting story about this assimilation, their alliance that really caught my attention when I read of it is that there was a time there was war in Kikuyu land and Kikuyus were at war with one of the tribe. I am suspecting it was the Maasai because the pastures were close by and the Maasai could only see the tall Kikuyus but they could not see the pygmy Goomba who were hiding in the tall grass. So when they were charging towards the Kikuyu, <laughs> they could feel themselves being cut down to size by an, an unseen enemy. The, I would like to see that battle in the, in the silver screen, man. It looked like one of those scenes in the Avengers Endgame where there's this huge battle and there are these pygmy men jumping up from the tall grass looking all scary and warrior-like with warrior war paint on their faces and kicking some ass. I mean, come on. This is something I would love to see. The notion of being in love is and was a great and sacred thing to the tribesmen of our Jaba. Mware knew all too well what this meant. She was in love with the crown prince of the kingdom, but she was worried that the illicit affair between royalty and a commoner would bring problems. She had just discovered that she was with child, the prince's child. He came to meet her for he had news for her, but she had no pressing one for him. He wasn't sure how to take it, for he wasn't about to tell his father of his secret affair with a village girl. He had to leave. Turns out his father had arranged for him to wed the princes of the neighboring tribe so as to foster union in the coming war. They offered not just their daughter, but their most sacred gem, the heart of unison, as a sign of a lasting alliance between the two tribes and the kingdoms. But the princess wasn't willing, but had to for the sake of their kingdom. Mare faded into just a past memory, for she couldn't compete with the new princess. Little did they know that by marrying this princess, they had made more enemies than allies. Well, that's all folks for today. Don't forget to leave your comment and also follow for more episodes and for more content. And don't forget, write, shoot, edit, repeat. See ya!